So subhanAllah, uh, Ramadan finishes and we are here in the season of summer and subhanAllah, so many people are getting married. Um, alhamdulillah. And, um, and there's so many questions, subhanAllah, so many questions I never, I actually thought that these questions would not come up and they will probably come up once in a while. But there's been so many questions that have been coming up regarding, uh, you know, family related matters that I feel like that I want to just take the opportunity and just address some of those questions that have come up. And I know some of you might be thinking that, well, I'm already married, these questions do not really apply to me, but these are just, this is part of our deen, and this is something that we have to learn when it comes to the matters of our deen. The very first thing is that I had a father who came to me and he was complaining that my kids don't want to get married. And he says that, can you give me an ayah of the Quran or hadith that I can go home and just, you know, that you have to get married. And I'm like, well, there's nothing in the Quran and Sunnah that says that you have to absolutely get married. Now, here's what our deen has taught us. First of all, is that we've seen from the life of the Prophet ﷺ that people, when they were younger, they would get married often quickly. We see even our culture, like for many of us, we come from countries that where kids get married and youth get married at a very young, at a very young age. Now, while that's okay and culturally that's absolutely fine, our deen does not mandate that people, at, at people who are absolutely young and they want to get married and you know you should or actually I would say you push people into marriage and so forth rather if the kids get a little older and they choose to pursue their career for example there are a lot of youth that I know that they don't want to get married right away because they have embarked on a journey of their career knowing that if I get married then I will have to put my career on a, on a hold or if I have to continue my career and I have to continue my studies, I will not be able to give attention to my wife or my husband. And in that situation, if the youth, they choose to you know, prolong the, the situation or delay the situation, and as they say in English, kick the can down the road and delay the marriage for a bit, and they're not engaging in any kind of haram, then that's absolutely fine. We don't have to necessarily push our kids into getting married, and especially there's a cultural mindset that especially when it comes to the girls, unfortunately, that if they're not married by the age of 20, then there's something that goes around the community that there's, there's something wrong with this girl. Why is she not married at the age of 20? Why is she not married at the age of 22? Why is she not married at the age of 25? And once again, when we spread these kind of problems and these kind of things in our community, this is where the problems they occur. So this is why the very first thing is, once again, this father came to me, he asked me, and I told him the simple answer that you don't have, your kids are not obligated to get married. If they choose to delay their marriage, that's absolutely fine. But making sure that if they start to fall into haram, then they, that is when they need to get married at that, at, that, at that particular situation. The next question that many people have asked me is about, once again, kids coming to their parents and saying they want to get married. Now, our deen has always taught us that there's a balance. There's always a balance. First of all is that our deen has taught us that when there is a boy or suitable spouse and they have deen and akhlaq, the Prophet ﷺ did not say anything about race. The Prophet ﷺ did not say anything that which country they belong to or which city they belong to or which ethnicity they belong to. The Prophet ﷺ said what? Deen and akhlaq. If they have deen and akhlaq, فَزَوِّجُوهُ The Prophet, the Prophet ﷺ is saying that get them married. Now, usually in this kind of situation, I've seen many times where the walis, the fathers of the brides, of their girls, if they don't like the guy simply because he does not, came, he does not come from the same ethnicity or the same background 
or the same culture, they usually just turn it down immediately. Not looking at whether that person has deen or khlaq. They simply just, they shut down the proposal and they, they, they don't even want to look at it. As the responsibility of a father, as a wali, especially when you have daughters, our responsibility is to ensure that we look after their affairs. If they come to us and there is a person who has deen, who has akhlaq, then that in that situation it becomes our moral obligation to get them married. Now I'm not saying that we cannot look at culture. Yes, we can look at culture. There's nothing wrong with that. In our books of fiqh, there are chapters called Babul Kufu. That, you know, you talk about compatibility. When you talk about people who come from different backgrounds or same backgrounds and same ethnicities, there's nothing wrong in looking at that. But when you have a good proposal coming to you and they have deen and akhlaq and we just delay it and we say no because of cultural reasons, then we're doing an injustice with the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. At the same time, the balance is that when our kids, and this is to the youth especially, it is unfair when our youth come to our, our parents and they say, I need to get married right now. And they don't have a job, they don't have anything lined up in their life, they're still unstable in their life and so forth, they're perhaps st they're still studying, they're dependent on their parents. For those youth, for you to come to your parents and put this big load of expectation on them that I need to get married right now, that's also unfair. And the reason why a lot of times our youth, they get to that point is that they've already began texting someone else. They're already texting a girl, they're already texting a guy, and it's got to the point where the only thing that's next is zina. And then they come to their parents and they say, you have to get us married right now, that's wrong for you to do. Our deen has taught us that even when you want to engage, when you need to talk to someone of the opposite gender, there is adab al-ikhtilaq. There are adab and there are etiquettes that we have to apply. If we apply those adab and those etiquettes, we will not put ourselves in that kind of situation and hence, we will not put our parents in that kind of situation. So yes, for the parents, that yes, when the, when the, the time comes and there is your, ch your child comes to you, then you should look into the situation. Don't go simply jump into it. Look at the situation. If it's suitable, you move forward. And for our, our youth, the balance is that making sure you don't put your own parents in that kind of situation where you've got to the point that you are go you're going to commit haram and then you come to your parents and you put this big burden upon them. That's unfair for you to do to your parents. Another thing that's very important is if the parents want their children to mar get married to someone and that child says, I don't want to get married to them. In that situation, this is not considered as a disobedience. If the child says, I don't want to get married to this person that you want me to get married to, whether boy or girl, it is not a disobedience. Many parents feel disrespected that how dare I, I raise my child, I fed my child, I put a roof over their head, and now when the time comes for them to get married, they're not getting married to who I want them to get married to. Why? Because they are the ones who have to spend their entire life with, and they may have kids together too. So that's why it is not considered as a disobedience. Another thing that's also very important when it comes to our deen, a question that comes a lot of times is, living with in-laws. It's one of the most common questions that come up. Is, am I obligated to live with my in-laws? First of all is, there's nothing wrong if you live with your in-laws. There is nothing in our deen that says it is not allowed. However, we have to also understand 
that it cannot be enforced upon someone. If a boy and a girl, if a hu potential husband and wife, they're talking to each other, families are talking to each other, and they say that she will have to come and live with us, and she agrees, there's nothing wrong with that. If they say that, well, you have to come and live with us, and she says, okay, I not want to, but now, okay, fine, the situation is such, I'll come and live, there's nothing wrong with that either. But at the same time, there is nothing that you cannot, I've had situations also where I've seen, where the, girl, the lady has said, and the, the bride, the potential bride, she says, I don't want to live with your parents. In that situation, she's not being disrespectful to your parents. In that case, that's her right. If she says, I don't choose to live with your parents, it doesn't mean that she's being disrespectful. It's just that she needs her own privacy. Rasulullah wasallam, when he got married to Khadija radiallahu anha, before that he was living with who? He was living with Abu Talib. Now he could have, after he got married, he could have brought Khadija into his own house, into the house of Abu Talib, but he did not do that. He got his own quarter. He got his own place to live. Each wife of the Prophet ﷺ, they had their own place to live. So once again, it's absolutely fine also that if the wife says, I want my own place, my, meaning before marriage she makes that demand and she makes that condition. And later on she has that desire and look at the situation. Once again, looking at the situation, working things out, then it is absolutely fine. On the other hand, we have to also understand that in our cultures, unfortunately, if a man goes and he lives with his in-laws, if a man goes and lives with his in-laws, it is considered as so much as like an aib. You know, why is this man living with his in-laws? You know, does he have any kind of honor? And he, does, and he doesn't have any kind of dignity? You know, we see that this person is perhaps weak, a weak husband and so forth. If that was the case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have never mentioned the, the story of Musa in the Quran. Musa came all the way to Madian and he lived with his in-laws. He lived with his in-laws for not one year, not two years, ten years. If this was a sign of someone's, a man's weakness, and there was, this was an aib upon a man, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have never mentioned his story in the Quran to begin with. There's nothing wrong in this either. And I've seen a lot of cases too, where the, girl, the girl's family, they, she, they welcome in the groom, and then people are talking about this in the society. If you have a problem with this in the society, and we're talking about this, that means that we have a problem with the story of Musa Islam too. Finally, in order for us, there's so many, unfortunately today, there's so many problems in our families. And subhanAllah, the divorce rates in our Muslim community is skyrocketing. You know, you used to hear people getting divorced after 10 years, 15 years. Now, it's months, unfortunately. Not once, I've heard this many cases. Now, in the last one year, I've come across so many cases where now people are getting divorced within one year, two years, three years, and it's starting to become a common trend. One dua that we should all make, especially when it comes to our children, is وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا حَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُنْ This is a very beautiful dua and I recommend everyone to make this dua. رَبَّنَا O oh Allah, grant us حَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُنْ Grant us families, that will be the coolness of eyes. It's always important to make this kind of dua. Whether we have a family right now or not, it does not matter. This is not a dua for those who are not married, and this is not a dua only for those who have already been married. This is a dua for everyone. We all have struggles in our families, and so this is why this dua has been taught to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by the way, this dua is in Surah Al-Furqan. 
and is in the passage of those who are the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah was talking about those who have problems in their life, that's not who Allah is talking about. Allah is talking about believers, people who are strong believers, they constantly make this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not a sign that I have weak iman, it is not a sign that perhaps I have problems in my life, it's about asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us happiness in our families. Wallahi, if we have happiness in our families, we'll find happiness everywhere else. But if I don't find happiness in my family, if I'm going to have constantly problems in my family, wallahi, you will not find happiness anywhere else. So this is why we read this dua on a daily basis. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lil muttaqina imama. This is at the end of Surah Furqan. You can go back and look at it inshallah, memorize it and read it on a daily basis. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring peace in our families, to bring peace in our marriages and happiness in our marriages. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help our young brothers find suitable wives and help our sisters in the community, our young sisters to find suitable husbands. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakah in their marriages. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما